It says in your word that your light, your, your word, God, is light to repent. It's lamp to your feet. And here we are, God, asking you, build us up in your foundation, God, because you are the solid rock. And when we are in the solid rock, we know that we won't be shaken. It doesn't matter the circumstances that they come into our lives, we won't be shaken at all. So please, God, with your solid rock, with your presence here, in the revelation, the mysteries of your words, reveal yourself to us, God. This is our prayer this evening. In Jesus' name we pray to you. Can you say amen? Please, before you be seated, can I ask you, just as reverence to God's word, can you open your Bible to the first book in the Bible, the book of Genesis, we're going to be reading from chapter 12. The first book in the Bible, Genesis chapter 12. If you need to, if you didn't bring your Bible with you, we're going to have the passage, the words of God also here in the screen. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 says, The Lord has said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the lands that I will show you. I'll make you into a great nation. I'll bless you and make you famous, and you'll be a blessing to others. I'll bless those who bless you and curse those will treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran, and headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the Oak of Moray. At that time, the area was inhabited by, by Canaanites. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give you this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated to the Lord, who had appeared to him. After that, Abram traveled south and set up camp in the hill country with Bethel to the west and I to the east. There he built another altar and dedicated to the Lord, and he worshipped the Lord. This is your word, God. And through your spirits here, through the presence of yourself, God and Spirit, Holy Spirit of God, bring to life your word, God. That it might be planted as a seed in our hearts and may flourish so we can live your calling in our lives, God. Talk to us here this evening. In Jesus' name we pray to you. Can you say amen? amen. Please, you may be seated. My farewell message to all of you, it's one very short and brief theme. It's time to live your calling. All of us were called by God 
the person that is on your right, on your left, in front of you, behind you. Whether you realize or not, all of us, we are called by God. And the message that I want to bring to all of you here tonight is simply one. It's time for you and me to live our calling. It's time for you and me to live the calling that God has for us. And here we are. In the first book of the Bible, Genesis. Genesis is so interesting because it is a book of beginnings and contains the foundations. Not only of the Old Testament, but foundations of the whole Bible. The whole story of the Bible. And that's why I like a, a, a very important studying well understanding about this book it is so so fundamental because once you realize the essential truths of the book of Genesis you're going to understand the, the whole story the whole rest of the Bible itself Genesis it is a very important book but what type of book is that? Genesis is not a book of science although scientists might try to investigate its claims Genesis is not a book of biographies, although we can go through this book and as we're reading one here, we can learn through many men and women these pages. It's not a book of history, though the history is the path it follows. Genesis, most of all, is a book that shows God's mission, is a mission of love. And with this mission of love, we see in the first pages of this, of this book, Genesis, the creation of the whole world. The whole universe created by God. The creation of lights, sky, water, land, seas, sun, moon, stars, fish and birds, animals, and the masterpiece of God's creation. You and me, Adam and Eve, man and woman. And from there on we see that through this creation God also gave you and me the ability to choose between right and wrong. The ability to choose His will or what will come up if we don't follow His will. And that's why over there in the first chapters, we see the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And because of a, a misconception, because of a, a seduction and a misleadership that Adam and Eve they had through the serpents, sin entered in the world. And from there on, we see like from Adam and Eve to Cain and Abel to Noah and his family, the rising of corruption, the rising of sinfulness, the rising of wickedness. But God's mission was already in place. And again, as it is a book of God's mission, it is a mission of love, God was already trying to reconcile us back to Him. And here we are when we come to actually Abram. Abram, he comes from the gene genealogy that comes all the way from Adam. Adam, Cain, and Abel, then Noah, and from Noah, his three sons, Shem, Ham, Japheth. And from Shem, the genealogy goes to Abram's dad, Terah. By the way, like, Terah is so, so important. So, so important because Terah, as being Abram's dad, he is used by God to influence also Abram's life. Many of us, we are acquainted, when we read about the story of Abram, we are acquainted with this passage that we just read. Genesis chapter 12, where it says, So God came to Abram and said, Go, leave your country and go to this land. But actually, the story of Abram starts with his dad, Terah. 
In Genesis chapter 11, verse 31, it says, One day, Terah, Terah, sorry, Terah took his son Abram, his daughter-in-law Sarai, and his grandson Lot, and he moved away from Ur of Chaldeans, and he was headed for the land of Canaan. See, like this is so, so precious. Do you know why? Because God was already sparkling something at Abram's dad. So later on, Abram, when he would hear God's voice about going to this land, he would already be familiar with that. Have you ever thought about that? Many of us, like, we think about Abram, but there's something so, so special here that this is not the focus of my message, but I, I need to bring this to all of you as an introduction. Do you know what is that? Like, our God is a God of generations. He's a God of Terah, Abram, Isaac, Jacob. He's a God that He starts, like, from the beginnings. That's why Genesis is so, so important, because when we go through the book of the Bible, Genesis, we see from beginnings, God, how He's working from one generation to the next generation. And do you know why this is so, so important? Because as we all come here tonight, if I want to tell you something, something that is so valuable, is that we need to acknowledge and honor the generations that have impacted our lives. As we all come here, like, and I see some of our youth, we see some young adults, we see like some adults, we see like an older generation, some seniors here with us, and all of us here, we are supposed to acknowledge and also honor all the work that God is doing through all the generations. When you look to your life, like you got to be able just to look and say, wow, I need to honor my parents, I need to honor the mentors, I need to honor all the ones that they have influenced my life. This is the reason why I'm here today. My parents, they have just moved, moved, no, like, sorry, they are visiting us from Brazil. But they came here in December, like a little bit before Christmas, they came here. And I don't know if you have tried to speak with my, my parents in English. But you see that they know a little bit of English. They know just a little bit of English. But let me tell you something. It is because of my parents that I have the ability to speak English. And it is because of my parents that I'm here today. Do you know why? Because since I was a kid in Brazil, although we had restricted financial resources, since my brother and I, my twin brother, my sister and myself, we were kids, my parents, they put us for extracurricular courses so we could learn English. So since I was a kid, like I was learning English, and I remember my parents saying, you need to learn this language because this language will open doors for you. Later on, when I was a teenager, check this out. Not simply like learning over there, but my parents, they said, why don't all of you go and study abroad? It is important for you, like although you're learning here, like you speak Portuguese 24-7. It will be diff difficult for you to be proficient in this language. So it will be interesting for you if you can go immerse yourself in a new culture. Immerse yourself in a new language and learn that. My brother, he was the first one. He went to the United States. My sister, she also went to the United States. And I came here to Canada. Some of you don't know. I came to Canada in 2002 in Calgary so I could learn English. And because of that, because God was stirring up something in their hearts, and they knew that education was so important. Like Pastor Nick was preaching about this this morning. He, they knew that, wow, this is going to be so good for you. Because of that, like a door was open for me and I was able to come here. Later on, like many things happened in my life because I learned English. I finished university. I went to a multinational company. Why? Because one of the, one of the things that they really like enjoyed in my life, it's because I had like a English as, as it is like a universal language. 
Later on, like coming to Canada, when Maria and I we came here, we already like knew a little bit of English. We knew a little bit of the, the language. We were able to communicate. But why? Because there was a seed that was planted many, many, many years ago. So let me tell you something. Youth, young adults here tonight, honor and acknowledge the mentors and parents of your life. Honor and acknowledge all the ones from the older generation that they're making a difference in your life. Do that. And also, let me tell you something. Older generation, God, like, don't take it for granted the privilege that God has given you to disciple the younger generation. You, although like sometimes like you look at yourself like, well, how can I be used to speak with these kids right now? They, they have like such a, like a different dialect. They have like, wow, like all these lengths that they say, they say how, how can they understand all of them? Let me tell you something. They are like so thirsty for people that will look at them, they will love them, and they will disciple their lives. So don't take it for granted because God has given you this privilege. God has given you this specific mission. So you are able to stir up what God has put in your hearts. So for this new generation as well. So use that. Use that. Anyway, this is not my message at all. But I needed to bring it to all of you here tonight. Can you say amen to that? Yeah? But now let's go to the message. And this is only my introduction. And now Pastor Yanni, he's going to say, how many minutes this guy is going to be preaching tonight? Let me be honest with you, Pastor. Oh, he just, whoa. You have the power then, right? Ah, now I got it. But let me, let me tell you something. Pastor Nick, he told me before. I'm looking for my water. And I'll need a water. Can I just like get a crazy or someone? Can you just like help me out with a bottle of water? But anyway, it's behind me. This is my water? Seriously? Wow, no, I won't take your journey. Sorry, man. Anyway, Pastor Nikki told me before that I, tonight I have, how many minutes? One hour and a half, is that it? You got seven minutes. Seven minutes left, that's it. <laughs> So let me share with you a few things that I think it is so important for you to go in tonight, like leave this place in a different place, in a different way. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 says what? The Lord had said to Abram. Let me read this again. The Lord had said to Abram. Did you get it? No. Let me read like one more time. Thank you so much, Pastor Nick. Can you put your hands together for an amazing pastor? Thanks, Pastor. Okay, you can. We don't want his water to mess up the platform. We've got to put the top on. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pastor. Genesis 12, verse 1. The Lord had said to Abram. The Lord had said to Abram. Seriously, like, think about this. The Lord had said to Abram. Do you know what I get with this? Our God, He speaks. Our God, He spoke to Abram. And we see this like the entire Bible. It was with Adam, Eve, Cain, Abel, Noah, his family, Abram, Sarai, many other men and women. But it's our, our God is a God that He wants to talk to us. It's a God that He wants to speak to each one of us. And why this is so, so relevant? Because when we come here tonight, it's like 
we need to listen to God's voice. Jeremiah 33 says, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Our God, he wants to speak to us and that's why Jesus Christ here on earth, he came to his disciples, to the whole crowd and he told them, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. See, like if God's mission is a mission of love, and if God he wants to reconcile us back to, to Him, He wants to speak to us. But the question is, are we hearing Him? Are you and me, like, are we paying attention to hear Him? Are we, like, spiritually inclined to listen to what He wants to tell us? When was the last time that you heard God's voice? When was the last time that you were in tune, so sensitive, that he was speaking and you hear God, like, you got what he was trying to tell you. You know what, like, this is not only for some special people. You're not supposed to read the Bible and say, no, only for this man here, God spoke. And for the crowds, he doesn't speak. No, our God is telling us, call to me and I will answer you. So the, the, the only thing that we are supposed to do is to call to God. Call to God, and when we call to God, He talks back to us. He wants, He desires so much to show His plan, His will to all of us. If it is a time to live our calling, first of all, we need to listen to the one that He wants to call us. And let me tell you one thing that all of us we know, but we don't live this way. There are only, only three guaranteed places to listen to God's voice. And these are guaranteed places that God, He wants to show Himself to us. Three guaranteed places that God has already told us before. And time and time again, now, as it was in the past, now in the present, He also reveals Himself through these guaranteed places so we can listen to His voice. Do you know what, what they are? Do you know what like, these three guaranteed places? The first one is the Bible. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable by, for teaching. The Bible is like a guaranteed place that we can listen to God's voice. That's why we go to the Bible and the Bible tells us, oh, the words of God, the scripture, it is light to our path, it is lamp to our feet. So we, what we got to do, we got to go to the Bible. We need to read the Bible. We need to go day by day, we got to spend time with God. That's why Psalm chapter 1 says, meditate in God's words day and night. But we need to spend time like coming to God and saying, God, I want you to reveal yourself. Because when we go to the Bible, we're not simply listening. We're not simply reading stories here. No, as we read the stories here and as we know that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. And as the Holy Spirit of God is inside of us, as we read these stories, God, He will speak to us. It's a matter of coming to the Bible, opening the Bible and saying, God, what do you want to reveal to yourself today? To my life. What do you want to reveal to my life here, God, today? How do you want to mold me? How do you want to shape me here through these words, through this story? And as you do this, God, He shapes your life. That's one guaranteed place, but also this is not the only one. There is a second one that is a guaranteed place to listen to God's voice, and it is prayer. Matthew 21, 22 says, And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. So it's a matter of us like coming to God and say, God, I want to spend time with you. And this is what is prayer. Prayer is not a ritual. Prayer is not a specific words. Beautiful words are not. Prayer, you're not supposed to go to university 
to go to a master's of theology so you can understand what is prayer. Although there are many, many things that we can learn with prayer, prayer is very simple. It's a two-way conversation. Prayer is like a, a, a place where I come to God and I speak to Him and I hear back. Prayer is a relationship that I have with God. And this is something that we got to do. If you want to live our calling, we need to study the Bible and we need to pray to God. We need to come to God, to God and say, God, I want to have more of you in my life. Prayer, the Bible. But there's a third one, which is the church. Come on, say with me, church. Matthew 18, 20 says, For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. And that's why for a few weeks, Pastor Cindy and myself, we were going through with our youth the spiritual gifts. Why? Because the spiritual gifts that God has given us, it is to build up the body of Christ. And the spiritual gifts, God, He distributes all of them for different members. So Alexa has a specific spiritual gifts that I don't have them. Sarah, the same. Pastor Bria, the same. And as we're together as a church, God is able to distribute all of them and build us up, encourage all of us so we can grow more in Him. That's why we come to the church. It's not a beauty. It's not an institution. It's not a denomination. Our God is a God that He is the one for all the sons and daughters and He wants to bring all of us close, united for Him. That's why we come to church. That's why when you're here at church, you got to have a different mentality. You're not supposed to come here, oh, this is one more service. Oh, this is one more song. Now it comes Pastor Lucas. Now it comes Pastor Nick. Now it comes Pastor Lisa. No. All the time that you're here, you got to know, God, what do you have in store for my life here this morning, this afternoon, this evening, here with my brothers and sisters? Because once you do this, perhaps God, He wants to speak something with your brother and your sister. And He wants to bring this word to you. But you need to listen to God's word. I remember like Bobita one day like saying, Lucas, something that you were saying before. And I was simply, simply, simply bringing God's word. Always like stuck to my heart that I was bringing. Romans 12 verse 2. God's will is always good pleasing and perfect but when we are in this church environment when we are all together God is able to use brothers and sisters so they can speak up back to our lives because sometimes through the struggles that we're living we're not able to focus on all of that and God is speaking to us so these are guaranteed places that we can listen to God's voice the Bible prayer in the church and we got to approach them in a different way. we got to come to God and say, God, I need more of you in my life. I need to be in tune with you. I need to be sensitive to you. So if this is your desire, everything changes. If this is your desire, your priority change. Your priorities, they change. If this is your desire, like everything in your life, you got to come to a new paradigm. Where God is, has the whole priority. And if He has the whole priority, everything you're going to do, it'll be to seek Him. You're going to go and you're going to study His Word. You're going to go and you're going to pray more. You're going to come together in fellowship with your brothers so you can learn more about God. But sometimes, like all of us, we're, it's so easy. Wow, you know what? Like, I'll come on Sunday and that's it. And then we don't know why we're not growing with God. It is time to leave your calling and listen to God's voice. And what did God say to Abram? Genesis 12 verse 2 it says, Leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the lands that I will show you. 
The first instruction by God to Abram is just one, go. Leave, pack your stuff, get your wife, get your household, everything that you have, and simply, simply, simply go. Let me tell you, God wants us to go. God did not make us to simply live like a life where I can try to do everything according to my own desires and plans. I live my routine day by day, from Monday to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, everything that I do like by myself, and that's it. No. Do you know what's the, what, is, what is the main issue why you and me, we don't go and we don't do God's will in our lives? Do you know what is the main issue? It is because you and me, many times, we, instead of living the kingdom of God, we're living the kingdom of me. It's all about me. Me, me, me. How can I feed me? Why? Because I have my own schedule. I have like my, my cell phone and I have my social media that I got to check and all of the stuff that I want. I have my books that I need to read. I have my series on Netflix. I have my game that I got to watch on Wednesday on these or that because NBA is going on and Raptors, they're going so well. And me, because I got to watch all of that because it is so good and it pleases me. And we do everything that me like. I go to my places. I go to my friends. We go out with my crew. Like, these are my buddies. This is my relatives. This is my close ones. And me always, always, always try to pull in the center everything that pleases me. And suddenly, instead of having God in the center of our lives, we have me in the center. And of course, I'll give like two hours of my time on Sunday so I can come here and listen to Pastor Nick. Praise God from home. home. <laughs> and Pastor Nick, go ahead. Go ahead. Two hours, Pastor. Pastor Lucas, you're speaking too much. Why? Because me needs to go and I have my own stuff to do. And after that, what happens with you and me? Once we start to leave everything, surrounding ourselves, everything with our own plans, myself, my plans, my desires, later on we caught up ourselves thinking, I still feel lost, I still feel empty, I still feel that something's missing my life. What's the purpose of all of this? What am I living for? That's why we need to listen to God's voice, and as we listen to God's voice, He's going to tell us, go. But what? Go where? Go to do what? What we're, what we're supposed to do? Jesus Christ, he has already told you and me what we're supposed to do. Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded. And surely I am with you always, until the end of, uh, until the, end of the ages. See, like the purpose of you and me, like what's God's calling for our lives, it is to go and proclaim this good news. It's to go and make the difference in the world, to go and be salt and light, to go and be ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We are ambassadors of Jesus Christ and we need to go and bring forward like these wonderful words, words of truth that he wants to speak and he's speaking to us. But we need to listen to him and go and do what he wants to do in our lives. When you start to do this, let me tell you something. But what about me? What about my plans? What about my NBA? What about my series? What about my pleasures? 
Psalm 37 verse 4 says what? Delight yourself in whom? In the Lord's. And He will give you the desires of your hearts. Do you think that what God has in store for you is something bad? It's quite the opposite. It's awesome. It's an amazing, amazing journey. It's a wild life of adventures that you can live with God. And He will give you the desires of your heart. So once you put Him in the center of everything. Before, if you have like some specific plans. But God, this is what I want to do. This is my music. This is my career. This is my path. This is my profession. This is my education. But once you say, no, God, now you are in the center of it all. And I want to hear from you first. Let me tell you, he was going to do so much more in your life. And you're going to be used by God in a powerful way. Because let me be honest with you. All of us, God has called us to be full-time ministers. Your workplace needs a minister there. And you are the minister that is going to minister God's word over there. You are the minister that is going to bring forward God's salt and lights over there. Why? Because you have, instead of you, God himself. And he wants to use you. That's why we are the church. That's why we come here on Sundays. Because we are fed by God. And as we live here, we go like, you know what? Like this Monday, man, God, you want to use me powerfully to speak to someone. And I want to be in tune with you. And I want to be used by you, God. And then you come again on Sunday and you talk to your friends. You talk to your sisters, your brothers and say, wow, this happened this week. And as we encourage each other, you go back again. No, God, you want to use me more and more. And that's how we are, that's how we are able to build up God's kingdom. That's why we are, we are able to bring on earth here God's kingdom. As it is in heaven, here on earth. When you and me, we decide that it's, no, it's not about the kingdom of me anymore. Me anymore. It's about the kingdom of God. And I want to leave this kingdom. I want to say yes to him. I remember like when I said yes to God in my own calling when I was 18 years old. I didn't want, I, I told the youth, many, many times I told here at church, I didn't want to be a pastor. And I didn't think that God he was going to make me a pastor. But you know what? Like at first, for me, it doesn't matter how he was going to use me. It matters only one thing. Here I am, God. Send me. Do your will in my life. And as you do this, he does like amazing, amazing things in our lives. It's time to leave your calling and go. It's time for you and me to live our calling passionately and go. But as we go, what does God he wants to do with you and me? Verse 2 and 3 says, I will make you, Abram, into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. And all the families on earth will be blessed through you. It's interesting that Abram, he was chosen to be blessed and to be a blessing as well. Abram, he was chosen for a blessing. And this is what we see with Abram. Although as a foreigner, Abram, he was a very, very successful businessman. Many livestock, tents. He was growing like very prosperous. And God, he was using him. See, like Abram, he, he wasn't a pastor. No, Abram, he was, he was a businessman. That God used him. And through this businessman, he became the father of many nations. You and me, like we are chosen to God in the same way to be blessed. To be blessed. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you. 
plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and future. And God, He blesses us in so many ways. Seek me with all your hearts. Seek the Lord's and His righteousness. And all the other things are going to be added to you. This is what God, He does. Like, He wants to bless us in all the areas of our lives. But let me tell you something that we're not supposed to cut up ourselves in thinking, wow, okay, it's all about me. Blessing to only me. No, be careful. God, He wants to bless you so you can be a blessing to others. Verse 3 says what? All the families on earth will be blessed through you. And this is what he, God, He wants to do with you and me. Like, He wants to use our lives so we can be blessed and be a blessing to others. It is time to live our calling. Be blessed and be a blessing to others as well. You and me, we are called by God to be first, like, blessed and also, sorry, be blessed and also be a blessing to others. But let me, let me say something to all of you here. It's so easy for us to think, well, okay, blessing is coming. Wow, now we're talking. Now my time has come. Why? Because blessing is coming to me. Actually, we need to understand that we need to shift the paradigm in our lives where, first of all, the principle of blessing help, happens in this way. First of all, I bless others, and then I'll be blessed. First of all, I focus on blessing others. And as I bless others, as I live a life to bless others, blessings, they will come to your life. This is not my words. This is Jesus' words. Luke chapter 6, 38 says, Give, and it will be given to you. And it will be given to you. Sorry. A good measure, pressed down, shake, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And we got to change our lives. We've got to think, first of all, okay, but how can I be a blessing to others if I don't have resources? First of all, like you got to change your mentality. Because it is not your resources. It is God's resources. And you might have one or you might have a thousand God's resources. And for God, if you plant one, He's able to multiply all of that. If you plant a thousand, He's able to multiply that. So it's not a matter of like how much you have. All of us, we have something. All of us, we have something to bless others. It is not simply financially. It's not about money. You have your time. You have your experience. You have your knowledge. You have your wisdom. You have your efforts. But once you start to bless others, let me tell you, blessings, they will come to your life. But why? Because you have decided, no, it's not about me anymore. It's not about me thinking, wow, how can I, how, how can I be a good steward with my things? Yes, we need to be good stewards. But we are good stewards of His resources, not ours. And once you do this, everything changes in your life. It is time to live your calling. Be blessed and be a blessing to others. But let me finish here like saying two things that are so fundamental for you and me. And I can ask you to just to stand up where you are. All this time that I'm talking to all of you here, we're hearing about living our calling. And I told you, when you live your calling, you need to listen to God's voice. He speaks to you. When you live your calling, he will show you where you're supposed to go. When you live your calling, He will also give specific promises 
for you to be blessed and also to bless others. But see, like we're hearing here, we have just read one of the most important covenants in the Bible, which is the covenant that God has given to Abram. And do you know what is the meaning of covenants? Covenants is a pact. Covenants is a contract. And in order for covenant to be covenants, there needs to be promise, but also there needs to be a responsibility. For covenant to happen, you got to have a promise, but you got to have responsibility with that promise. And God is telling you and me that it's time to leave his calling and listen to his voice and go be blessed and be, and be a blessing to others. But we got to do something. You and me, we need to do something. And here with Abraham, we learn that he has done something. A few verses later, he says what? So Abram departed. So Abram departed. Abram, he went. Abram went. Abram, Abram obeyed God. And the Bible says, better than sacrifice is obeying God. And God is calling you and me for so many different things. For so many different things in our lives, God is calling you and me. You know what? Like, I'm not moving to a new church because there is a better position. I'm not moving to a new mission because according to my own view, like, wow, this is what I want to do. I'm doing this because I said, God, you know what? Not my will, but yours be done. And I want to be sensitive to you so I can live your calling. And I can obey you, even though it might be tough. I can obey you, even though sometimes I won't understand. And it is by faith that I'm going to where I'm going. But when you leave your calling, and when you say it's not about me anymore, but about you. And say, God, I want to obey you no matter what. Let me tell you, it'll be a wild adventure, but it'll be an amazing adventure. If I wasn't living God's calling, I wouldn't come here and meet each one of you. If I didn't say, God, I want to obey you with everything that I have, me and my wife, we would not experience all this will of God in our lives that is always good, pleasing, and perfect. But we need to obey him. We need to obey him. And I don't know about you. I don't know how you're living your life. But God is calling you and me tonight to say, as I have done with Abram and Sarai, I want to do with you as well. I want to speak to you or listen to me. So can you close your eyes? And can you reflect right now in your own life? How you're living your life. Are you living more God's kingdom? Or at the end of the day, through the small decisions of your life, it's being more your own kingdom? Are you living more to listen to your own voice or to the voices that you're familiar with? To the voices that you have chosen to listen? Or... Are you devoting yourself more to listen to him? 
And as he listens to you and me, he wants to tell you, us, go. Go. I want to bring my kingdom here in Toronto as it is in heaven. Go. Go. My revival is going to come down here in this place. If you simply say, God, I want more of you. God, I'm not conformed to this world. So if this is your case, you can leave this place like in a different way. Although it's a farewell service, this is an arrival service to you. Although this might be like a, an end of a journey for me here, this is the beginning of a new journey in your life where God, He will continue stirring up your hearts and using you powerfully. If this is your case and you need to say this to God, God, here I am, I need you in my life. I need just to ask you, just raise one of your, one of your hands right now. Just raise one of your hands and say, here I am, God. I need to live for you. Here I am, God. I want to live for you alone. So now with your hand raised, and the reason why we, we, we lift our hands is just to say, God, I surrender. God, here I am. You know my heart. But now like between you and God, I can tell him, God, I want to live for you. God, I want to live for you, God. I want to give my life to you. Just tell him, God, I want to live your calling in my life. You see all our hands here, God. You see each one of us that we need you so much. You see all of us that we are saying yes for your calling. And there's nothing, nothing, nothing higher in this life than listening to your voice. Listening to your calling to our lives. And as the prophet Isaiah has said before, Here I am God, send me. Here I am God, do your will in my life. Here I am God, I want to serve you with all my heart. Here I am God, I want to live and devote my life. Loving you, serving you, worshiping you. And listening to your voice and obeying your commands to my life. Here I am, I want to go and I want to make disciples. We want to leave your calling here tonight, God. And that's why we are all here. That's why we're raising our hands. Because we want to live your calling in our lives. So please speak to us, God. We want to listen to your voice. Please, God, give us your commands. Commands to go and be your disciples. Commands to go and make disciples in this world. Commands to go and be salt and light. Commands to go and be your ambassadors here on earth, God. Commands to go to our workplace, to our family, to our friends, and tell them the good news is right here in this world. There is abundant life. There is salvation. And the salvation, there is one name, is Jesus Christ. So please, God, come and use all of us in a powerful way and as we say yes to you as we obey you bless us so we can be a blessing to others make us generous so your generosity will also come to your lives use us God the talents that we have although they're small we want to plant the seeds and we know we're gonna come God and we're gonna be able to reap all of that so please God bless us and use our lives for your kingdom, for your glory. Here we are, living our calling, deciding to live everything for you, God. In Jesus' name I pray to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And can you say amen? Amen. amen. Pastor Nick.
What a wonderful message. May you and I say, Lord, I want to live your calling in my life as Pastor Lucas seeks to carry out God's calling in his life. Amen.